Thank you for joining me on YouTube and uh, and Facebook. Today, I thought we'd have a little chat about Mary Queen of Scots because we're near to her birthday. Her birthday is in two days' time. Um, so, yeah, also got some uh, things coming up to tell you about. I uh, also recently I've been to uh, Hatfield House for their Christmas installation. So I can tell you a little bit about that. Um, although most of you are, are abroad, so but I, I, I've got a reel on Instagram, so you can have a little look at it as well if you if you're interested. But first of all, I want to say thank you, please, to Lucy, Sam, Gina, Kathy, Krista, Carmen, and Jamie, who've all become members of my Patreon in the last couple of weeks, um, which is brilliant timing because this Sunday we have the postponed book club, so our, um, our meeting book club meeting should I say so our book club meeting is about this book uh, the sisters who would be queen by Leander Delisle all about the Grey sisters Jane Catherine and Mary um, and we'll be discussing we'll be discussing that book if you are interested in book club but you I mean you can come along to the book club meetings anyway by the way even if you haven't read or finished the book because the discussions are about history that you'd be interested in in any way um but the next meeting after this one is 14th, I'm just looking for my notes, 14th of January, pretty sure it is. And we will be discussing uh, Tracy Borman's book, Anne and Amberlynn and Elizabeth I, because it's, uh, so that will be the first book of the year. Here we go, the full listing for the year, if you're interested. 14th of January, we're uh, discussing Tracy Borman's book, Anne Boleyn and Elizabeth. Um, then we're discussing on the 10th of March, Gareth Russell's book, The Palace, about Hampton Court Palace. Then on the 12th of May, we'll be discussing Nicola Tallis's book, Uncrowned Queen, The Fateful Life of Margaret Beaufort. Um, in July, 7th of July, the meeting is to discuss the book Elfrida, or Elfrith, really, uh, by Elizabeth Norton. And then 8th of September, we'll be discussing Helen Carr's book on John of Gaunt called The Red Prince. And we finish off the year on the 10th of November with John Guy and Julia Fox's Hunting the Falcon, Henry VIII, Anne Boleyn and The Marriage That Shook Europe. So we've got some fantastic books lined up for next year. All those dates are already in. Uh, designed as well, hopefully, that everyone can get hold of those books and have a, has a decent amount of time to read them before we have the um, our little get together so if you're interested in book club just all you have to do is join my patron it's patreon.com forward slash british history um which is my favorite way for you to support me in my in my work you can though also buy badges on instagram super chats on youtube and stars on facebook right so today's topic she says looking around for her notes mary queen of scots it was uh, so she was born on the 8th of December, uh, 1542, and um, is a she's one of these figures in history that we, that we could debate her forever. I think um, she's actually incredibly interesting to some, not very interesting to others. Uh, Melissa. Uh, book club is within patreon so let me just explain sorry because melissa's just asked if you're in book club 
you go into Patreon and there will be a post in there which has the link and we have a Zoom meeting basically. Sorry, so book club, yeah, it's on Zoom. And that's how you find the link. Um, hello everyone, and it's still joining on Instagram. Sorry, I was a bit I was a bit late starting today, so it's probably um only just letting you know that I'm on. Um things are taking me a little bit longer than they used to. Now I'm down to nine and a half digits. <laughs> um, excuse me. <coughs> anyway, so yes, so we're close to the birthday of Mary Queen of Scots. Like I say, born 8th of December, 1542. Um, and I thought, because I mentioned this last week, that I will do a focus on her um, and her the controversy around her second uh, well, her third marriage and the murder of her second husband. So that's how we're going to play that one today. Um, and I mentioned it last week because I had been reading some journal articles written by uh, Leslie Smith. Leslie Smith is the curator at Tutbury Castle, but she's also the holder of um, an MPhil in um, oh, who's bought me a badge? Rennie, thank you so much for my badge on Instagram. Very grateful. Thank you. If anyone else would like to buy me a badge, it does help. Helps me towards petrol <laughs> and things like that and books that I have an obsession with and I really need to learn to read quicker so that I can read more. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've been reading. Um, Leslie kindly sent me through some of her journal articles. So she is a medical historian and she specialises in late 16th century women's um uh, healthcare medicine and actually I've I recorded an interview with her which will go live in a um well as soon as I've edited it but it will go live to patrons uh, and so members of my patreon a week before everyone else but um it's an hour and then I've got a little bonus section for patrons but she talks about women's history I was fascinated to know um when I spoke to her about how women um, understood their bodies, um, whether they actually understood them a little bit better than we do, although we're more um, advanced in terms of our knowledge. Are, are, I'm fascinated by the idea that actually have we lost a little bit by not being as so in tune, we're very reliant on being told what's happening rather than sort of intuitively understanding ourselves. So anyway, so we got into all that sort of thing. So that that interview with Leslie will be available within the next few weeks. So before Christmas, it'd be a little Christmas present for everybody. But um, one of the journal articles that Leslie sent through was about Mary Queen of Scots. And it's it's on the history of contraception uh, within the Journal for Family Planning and Reproductive Healthcare. Um, and it was published in 2008. So because she's got her theories here on the miscarriage that um, that Mary had, and I'll go into explaining when that happened and and why it's why it's um, evidence to do with maybe implications in. Uh, well, let's go into it. Let's go into it. But she, basically, Mary has a, a miscarriage of twins just before she escapes to England, where she then spends nineteen years in prison. Um, Tutbury Castle, where Leslie Smith is the curator, was actually her first official prison. <clears throat> but in the article, Leslie talks about, and I, I've spoken about this before because of what I know from Leslie's work about Mary's physique. She was 
I'm imagining as a fellow CrossFitter, uh, fellow CrossFitter, no, I'm imagining as a CrossFitter, I'm imagining she is, uh, she would be one today. She was statuesque in her height. I'm not, but I'll pretend. Five foot 11, Mary was. So equivalent, I mean, probably one of the tallest women in, in Europe at the time. She's fit, she's healthy, she's strong. She is um, beautiful. She uh, She's the first woman to have played a round of golf. I don't know what form golf took in this time, but at St. Andrews, she could ride 40 miles. She rode 40 miles in one day um, at one point. And that's, that's, that means, um, you know, she's incredibly strong and fit. Um, she's, she's Mary, Mary was queen of two nations. So we know her obviously as Mary queen of Scots, which she became at six days old with the death of her um, father, James the fifth, who died of, of battle wounds. Um, and she became queen of France um, at the age of 16. Now, this is where things all start to go incredibly sour in terms of her relationship with um, with Elizabeth. In fact, no, they go sour on the death of Mary I. Because at the death of Mary I, Catholic Europe doesn't consider Elizabeth as the rightful heir to Mary I. They consider Mary, Queen of Scots, the rightful heir. And that's down to, back to the divorce, or not, of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. So Catholic Europe doesn't accept that there's been a divorce. Therefore, the, the marriage which took place while Catherine was still alive between Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, Elizabeth's mother, was not valid. And therefore, Elizabeth, born of that marriage, was not legitimate and therefore couldn't inherit the throne. So when Mary dies, sorry, yeah, when Mary I of England dies, um, the the French king, um, I think it's Henri II, makes a big show of um, of the fact that they, they're saying Mary is now the, the rightful heir to England. This, of course, rubs Elizabeth's ambassadors and therefore Elizabeth up the wrong way. It, it puts her there as a as a clear threat to Mary. Um, so despite the fact that Elizabeth had had her um, illegitimacy reversed by the English Parliament, that wasn't holding any sway further afield. Um, the other thing that um, I think is often not talked about and overlooked is that is that um, Mary Queen of Scots represents something that Elizabeth can't do, and that is create a potential peace between England and France should she become Queen of England. Um, and I can see how that would be a draw for many people, that idea that we could have, especially in France, but that, that we could have peace between the two countries, I think is... Um, is one that that we should con should consider would be in people's minds at that time. So she's dangerous to Elizabeth. She's physically attractive. She's physically fit. She is um, uh, she's considered by many to be the rightful, legitimate heir to the throne, with a better claim than Elizabeth. If Elizabeth indeed had a claim in their eyes, so oh, and she could bring potential peace between England and France. So. Um, so when Mary becomes captive in England, Elizabeth is in a very sticky spot. 
right the threat of her is only one part of it however so um she's she, so mary um is, right let's look at some key dates 10th of february uh, 1567 mary's second husband lord darnley who's also her cousin and therefore also a cousin of elizabeth so they're all kin um he is murdered at kirkerfields the house is blown up but he appears to have escaped with a servant and then been killed in the gardens so it starts to look like not an accident clearly even the the explosion would have supposed to be looked like an accident he would have been blown up in it but it wasn't so he was murdered in the gardens so it's clear that it's a murder and not an accident like it was planned to be um now, Mary and Darnley are already estranged at this point. She, um, he's, 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 he's um, promiscuous, to say the least. He has contracted syphilis. He got treatment for um, syphilis in, um, in Glasgow in the January of 1567, so a month before he's, he's, he dies. Um, he is implicated heavily in the well implicated sorry a group of 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 um his supporters and himself had uh murdered mary's private secretary david rizzio in front of her while she was seven months pregnant the previous year and so they are they are not getting on to say the least um so when he dies in, in highly suspicious well, circumstances, clearly murdered on the 10th of February, 1567. Mary is somehow, um, is, is implicated as well. The prime suspect is uh, the Earl of Bothwell. Now, Mary marries him on the 15th of May. So Mary, who's estranged from Darnley, then marries in very quick, um, in a very short space of time, marries the chief suspect in her husband's um, murder. Um, so here we get to the reason why the miscarriage later on is so important, because it was maintained, claimed and maintained that Mary was abducted by Bothwell, uh, taken to his castle at Dunbar, yeah, and uh, it's the middle of the day, but you forced himself upon her and therefore she had to marry him. So he basically claimed her, if you like, um, in the most base way and that she would then have to marry him. However, there's other circumstantial evidence around um, whether that could be true or whether that's a cover-up for the fact that Mary was actually already in a relationship with Bothwell. That 40-mile ride that I said um, about earlier that she made was to see Bothwell um, on a previous occasion. The um, She was held for 10 days at Dunbar Castle. During that time, Bothwell um, wasn't there. Sorry, sorry, she was held there, and for 10, of the, 10 days while she was at Dunbar Castle, um, Bothwell had actually gone to Edinburgh to secure a divorce, his divorce, 
from his I don't know I don't know his wife's name but anyway divorced for himself so that he was free to marry Mary and is there's no evidence that she tries to escape during that time that she is uh, alone maybe there was an opportunity but she certainly manages to escape um uh later on when she's not as physically fit so um that seems odd so 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 it goes down as this possible um yeah right um but like i said she openly despised her second husband anyway so she um she is uh there's a there's a final battle they lose she's caught and she's taken to Lockleaven Castle. There, she miscarries twins. I've got the date that she miscarries down. Um, she miscarries twins on the 24th of July. So she's married Bothwell on the 15th of May, and she is reported to miscarry twins on the 24th of July. And the reason why that is, so that's recorded by um, a man called Claude now nau i'm not quite sure how you pronounce that um he wasn't there at the time but he was part of mary's um entourage her household for the past sorry for the last 10 years of her life and he's well respected and um his papers were posthumously published um in the 19th century under the title of the history of mary stewart um in, uh, elizabeth's ambassador um I did, did, yeah, that didn't go off. Um, England, uh, uh, Elizabeth's ambassador, um, uh, Nicholas Throckmorton, actually visited Mary at Lockleven and, and explained to him, or he gleaned from her, her refusal to divorce Bothwell. And she, she stated that it was because she was pregnant, basically. She was, um, she was with child. Um, it was, a kind of secret but still at that point it wasn't um too far gone um and therefore she didn't want to divorce him because her she would be willingly making her children illegitimate um her ambassador meanwhile to england said that the queen could not but marry him seeing he had ravished her so there was so there's there's there's, there's so it's 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 the debate is did Bothwell ravisher or was she actually already having a relationship with Bothwell and was willing a willing bride um so in Leslie's paper she goes into the times the timelines now there's no medical equipment there it's she's been there and it's poor lighting um it's it would be very difficult um she also consulted other you know obstetricians um and um and gynecologist to ask well what how easily identifiable would it be at certain progressions of the pregnancy to identify twins because what doesn't seem to be in question is that they they were twins um and a very early miscarriage um would would probably be impossible um to identify without modern equipment, without even good lighting where she was. Um, so there's, there was three possible theories she went into. One was that the babies were actually Darnley's and were conceived um, before he died in the February. However, that would have made her 
between 20 and 22 weeks pregnant, which would have been, especially for a second pregnancy and with twins, would have been very difficult to conceal. And this appears to be a uh, a pregnancy that's 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 not talked about until she miscarries. So then you have the possibility that it was uh, that that um, they were conceived after the 24th of April, where when Bothwell um, supposedly uh, uh, took Mary. Um, that would make the pregnancy quite short, and therefore it's questionable about whether you could identify the twins, the the, the babies as twins or not. Which sort of and there's no way to prove this either way, I don't think. But it 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 starts to push you in the direction that these babies were actually conceived um, before Bothwell's supposed abduction of Mary, and therefore um, it would then not have been a sort of forced marriage, but possibly one that Mary was completely. Um, involved in the relationship and and then wanting to marry uh, presumably because she knew she was pregnant so it's um it's fascinating it's more more information thrown up to um to maybe look at something that we think of a story that we think is familiar um and um anyway let me know your thoughts in the comments and i think maybe if that if that is the case then bothwell's had a a, a bad rap through history um so what have we got? Um, Amanda says, I still don't understand the logic behind the explosion. You'd think a nice quiet house fire would have done the job better. Yes, it was a whole um, gunpowder um, malarkey, wasn't it? I think it was supposed to be belt and braces, but they didn't, it didn't, um, it didn't, I was going to say go off very well. <laughs> I don't mean the gunpowder, that went off, but... Mm. Um, Ali says, I think she could have somehow gotten through Darnley's murder if she hadn't married or sided even with Bothwell. And that's what makes me wonder, she already knew she was pregnant. If it had gone to plan, and I'm just surmising here, if it had gone to plan and um, and Bothwell dies in an accidental explosion at Kirkerfields, then she's free to marry. It would have still looked like... Um, I still think it would have looked like questionable haste. But saying that, everyone already knows that they're estranged, already knows that he's syphilis-ridden. Um, so, you know, maybe that's not quite surprising. It's not like uh, Catherine Parr when she marries Thomas Seymour um, so soon after Henry VIII dies because they're supposed to be in a... Um, uh, uh, you know, well, I've got to say, Henry uh, didn't have normal marriages, but you know what I mean? They're not estranged. They're still getting on. Um, uh, Melissa says, conception before the ravishing makes sense, as explained, re-recognising the twins. Yes. And um, so Darnley had syphilis. Most definitely he was um, treated for syphilis in Glasgow, January, so the month before he died. The other thing that you have to think as well one incident, um, if you're trying to get pregnant, there's an incredibly short window as to when you can get pregnant. It would have to have been the exact right time for one incident to have created a pregnancy. 
Um, not obviously impossible, it does happen, but it's worth, again, thinking about or considering, should I say. Um, yeah, Amanda says, yep, throw Boswell under the bus and look surprised at the news. And this is it. I don't think... So the, the, the um, summation is that actually Elizabeth did suspect that her cousin, Mary, Queen of Scots, not only was implicated in, which she was publicly at the time, implicated in the murder of her second husband, Darnley, because they didn't, you know, for all the reasons he didn't, they didn't get on. He was uh, unfaithful. He'd murdered her best friend. It's a pretty big one. Um, so, um, that, but that, she, that Elizabeth actually knew or suspected that the relationship with Bothwell had begun outside of marriage and within Mary's second marriage. Remember, they're all still cousins as well um, to her cousin. So um, PM at McDowell, I wonder if she knew she was pregnant after beginning her relationship after her husband was murdered. Well, that's that's kind of the question is, was she actually already in the relationship with Bothwell before her husband was murdered? Because she was heavily implicated uh, in in his murder. And so when she comes to England, thinking that because she's the rightful queen in Scotland, that Elizabeth is going to give her troops and she's going to be able to go back over the border and um, and take back her throne or at least become regent for her son, who she's um, uh, been deposed in, in favour of, force, forcibly uh, abdicated in, in favour of. That doesn't happen. And why doesn't that happen? There could be a variety of reasons. But if Elizabeth is, and she was, aware that Mary's implicated in the murder of her own cousin, that, so like I say, they're all cousins, um, Darnley, then, then she's, Elizabeth is always thinking about what she, what her position looks like. What does she look like to everyone else? What does it say about her position? How dangerous does it put, how, what kind of danger does it put her in to support Mary? So there's the implication, heavy implication that she's involved, Mary's involved in the murder of Darnie. But like I said before as well, Mary is nine years younger than Elizabeth. She is um, physically beautiful and strong and healthy at this point. Well, She's already been through quite a bit, actually, to be fair. But she's 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 an impressive woman. She could bring potential if she, uh, peace between France and England if she was Queen of England as well as Scotland. Um, and Mary never ever lets up that um, that she has a right to the throne. <laughs> And that she wants Elizabeth to name her in the succession. She never lets up on that. And that is, I, in my, to my mind, that's a big part of her um, undoing. Um, is uh, is it known where she miscarried? Is DNA analysis possibility? No. So she she miscarries, miscarries at Lockleaven Castle where she was uh, imprisoned and then escapes from. This is what I'm saying. She's physically impressive. Um, and no, there would have been this would have been well we don't know how old the twins the the how developed the twins would have been but it's before that's um a possibility 
Um, <clears throat> Beverly says Elizabeth had distanced herself when Dudley's wife Amy was killed because she knew how it would appear to others if she had done and Mary. Uh, yeah, so so similar idea, isn't it? If if Elizabeth is is wary all the time of how it looks to other people, how that might affect her position. Um, it, yeah, and does it put her in danger? <clears throat> and I think it would have done. I think it would have done. And of course, as time moves on, so Mary is in is um, in captivity in England for nineteen years. In the end, and as time moves on, she is Elizabeth is more and more convinced by her counsellors who don't like Mary that uh, that Mary, while Mary lives, there is a big threat to Elizabeth. I mean, so she's executed in what fifteen eighty seven. 1588 get the armada so it didn't it didn't work um but interestingly no one comes for mary while she's in captivity she's a useful figurehead they're not bothered about her and her person which must have been frustrating and upsetting for mary herself um yeah so but the um, interview that I did with Leslie Smith about just women's health in the 16th century, that is um, uh, going to be available, like I say, within this month, so before Christmas. Amanda says she had to be a minimum of 10 to 12 weeks along for the fetuses to be visible twins. And, of course, we say 10 weeks pregnant, and we're always, so for boys in the audience, I don't know if you know this, but whenever we say, whenever we say she's 10 weeks pregnant, it's actually eight weeks from conception because we, the way we... Um, calculate it don't know why we say it but yeah so it's actually yeah eight weeks 10 weeks pregnant is eight weeks growth um yeah i find mary fascinating and anyone who came to the um anyone came to the tudors online history festival will know uh that during our live q a one of the questions was about sort of least liked um tudors or most overrated or least liked, most disliked, most disliked shooters for, for all the panel to answer. And um, if you were there, you, you if you want to, I can tell you how to get hold of this, but you'll know why Tracy Borman um, <laughs> found Mary Queen of Scots to be the most dislikable uh, Tudor. If you do want to get hold of that, by the way, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Philippa and you can buy um, the pack of all of the talks so there were seven talks a live uh, Q&A session with all of the speakers and um and then uh, a, a, a little closing quiz as well which was quite fun you can also uh, for less money add it to uh, your ticket if you want to come to the Stuarts online history festival the Stuarts are returning this is our second time doing the Stuarts next um March and you can get uh, so you can get tickets for the online history festival. There's some early bird tickets still available, actually, and you can do that by going. I'm waiting for it to scroll around so I can remember exactly. By going to the Stuarts 2024 Stuarts S T U A R T S, the Stuarts 2024.eventbrite.co.uk. So you can get your early bird ticket for that, and you can add on the talk bundle from the Tudors Online History Festival if you want. You could also add the one on from the Georgians and the one on from the, um, the first Stuarts Festival. You can knock yourself out. Uh, but Or if you want them standalone, 
slightly more money, but um, only by a couple of pounds, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Philippa, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A, and you can get them there. So they're they're well worth it. Um, it was a really good, really good event. And we're, um, we've got four speakers confirmed for March and we've got one who I think is confirmed today. So um, when I can, I will announce that for you. Um, there's uh, two places that I thought I'd mention to you today that I've been to in the last week. One was Worcester. Um, I went to the Victorian Christmas markets which is great. And while I was in Worcester, we wanted a little bit of quiet time because it gets ever so busy. And so we went over to Worcester Cathedral um, and went and just checked out the tomb of um, Arthur again, Arthur's Chantry. So Arthur Tudor is buried at Worcester Cathedral. He died at Ludlow Castle, but he's buried at Worcester Cathedral. And that is um, sort of, it was, it was precedented because King John also has his tomb there. And the chest tomb that King John has uh, was actually put there to sort of tie it in with Arthur Tudor's chest tomb as well. Before that, it was just a slab on the floor. I say just a slab with the oldest um, lifelike effigy of a king of England in it. But there you go. Because John is the first king who spent any, uh, well, real time in England because he lost all the lands abroad but there you go so yeah so I, I dropped into Worcester but the, the the biggest um sort of journey I've done this week was down to Hatfield House um so if you want to have a look at my reel about this it was cool so Hatfield House is this is their little leaflet that always goes with it um Hatfield House is the um it's the place to which Elizabeth when she was Princess Elizabeth was um when which she, well she was there actually under um under arrest by the orders of her half sister mary she was at so she was at hatfield when she found out that mary had died and so therefore she was actually queen the house itself most of it was um taken down and replaced by the son of elizabeth's right hand man um uh, cecil his his son rebuilt it and it came into his hands because the Cecils, stop me if you're bored, but the uh, the Cecils had a place called uh, Tybald, spelt Theobalds, but it's Tybalds. And when James I, James VI of Scotland became James I of England, when he, so Mary Queen of Scots' son, oh, it all ties in nicely. When he came down and he stayed at Tybalds, uh, he decided he liked that. So he um, he did a swap uh, with the Cecils and, uh, and they had Hatfield. So they rebuilt it but part of it is still there that Elizabeth would recognize um the great hall where she held her first council meeting is still there but for their Christmas thing they've done um Christmas revels hosted by Queen Elizabeth I which which was such a nice idea and they go into the Tudor um uh, traditions around Christmas so if you're in the Hertfordshire area, then then do go take a look. I would suggest going after dark. So it goes dark about four o'clock, go after dark so that you can see it all lit up. It's beautiful. Um, if you're not around, I know a lot of you aren't anywhere near, then please take a look at my reel on Instagram because um, I've captured it for you there. So that was, that was nice. So I'm getting out and about a bit more now. Tomorrow, well, the next two days, I'm on a, uh, it's not top secret, 
the had girls are getting together. We're making, um, we're making plans. We're making plans. And uh, so look out for, uh, look out for, um, yeah, us posting random rubbish probably on, on History After Dark. But we're getting together. We have some interesting and fun things, fun ways of telling you history coming up. But before I leave, let me just remind you that tonight at 8.15pm, we are History After Dark live on YouTube. We have Julian Humphreys. He'll be um, tackling the apparently very controversial and sticky issue of the Napoleon film. Uh, and from that, we will see where the discussion goes. But feel free to come and speak, uh, ask questions for for Come with your questions for Julian. Um, you can catch an interview with him on my YouTube channel if you want to become more familiar with him before tonight. Uh, the Battle of Tewkesbury. He he talked to me about the Battle of Tewkesbury. Um, he's he's very very funny and very um, and very um, uh, knowledgeable. Yeah, I think it's Hertfordshire. Man, yeah. Um, Hatfield. I plugged it into the sat nav and uh, headed the car there. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hertfordshire. Not just north of um of London, off the M25. Anyway, a bit further north. So everyone, I hope to see you tonight at History After Dark. Otherwise, I will see you back here again for Tea Time History Chat Live uh next Wednesday at one at uh, three o'clock and like I say uh I've said uh, before if you've got any topics you'd like me to cover let me know because sometimes the hardest thing about preparing for these is thinking about what to talk about so uh if, you, if you're going to miss had tonight don't worry as long as we don't say anything too bad it will still be on YouTube for you to catch up on okay everyone right I'm going to say goodbye and leave you to your day so thank you so much for joining see you again soon bye bye everyone